They need to be on the good mic. You just have to speak louder. Welcome to Climb Hard, Love Harder podcast. Uh, I'm Eric. And this is Dean. And we're here talking to folks that have amazing stories. We're hoping we'll encourage you on to love and good works. Let's hear what people have to say. Huh? Cheesy. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in and listening to Climb Hard, Love Harder podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking with Steve and Summer, our most excellent friends, and uh, find out about them. So, Steve and Summer, we have never interviewed a couple before. We've only been interviewing uh, singles or people that are, like, not together with somebody else at the moment. We can't go backward. What did you say? What did you do? You farted? Either you or you did. Okay, well, that full, has to be in the phone. full disclosure. We have an open flame right here, and somebody may or may not have exceeded the gas capacity for this space. Okay, I'm not saying it was Summer. It was probably Steve. <laughs> we may or may not edit that out. We may or may not edit it out. Okay. This is the first episode of bloopers. Right? <laughs> yes. yes, actually, all of them are pretty hilarious. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, uh, anyway, this is our first time talking with a couple. Uh, tell us about uh, who you are, uh, your climbing, what makes you tick. And Steve, why don't you get started? Sure. I'm Steve. I'm, I used to be the token Asian climber in the Tri-Cities, but unfortunately that's no longer the case. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I moved to eastern Washington about six years ago and started climbing about then. Um, I, I'd messed around bouldering a bit before, but um, really only started climbing seriously once I moved here, mainly because I, I moved here like by myself for a job and I didn't know anyone and uh, got really depressed because I didn't have any <laughs> friends. <laughs> so, so I started going to the, the little shoe closet of a climbing gym that Dean also, um, that, that Dean set at, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Um, and yeah, met, met all my friends there. And uh, yeah, been climbing since then. Token Asian? Are there no other Asians in the area? Well, um, no. Climbing. <coughs> climbing Asians? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, people would like kind of show up and go, but, but just let me have this, man. <laughs> Okay, how about you, Summer? My name is Summer. Um, <coughs> as a as a kid, my nickname was Bear Bait. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <yeah>. awesome. <laughs> I started climbing in college uh, at the rock gym and uh, didn't really go very far with it just because I think it takes community. Um, and I didn't really, like, I just, you know, things just, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so a fun fact about me <laughs> is that my, my uh, 
ear tubes. Eustachian tubes are extra big, so I sound much louder in my head than I do out loud. So I'm oh. always quiet. <laughs> it's oh. pretty loud. So inside really? my head, I sound really loud. Huh. Not always. Sometimes I'm really loud. <laughs> Just yeah, out loud That's with funny. Steve. Yeah, no. Um, okay, so um, about me. Um, I'd say my climbing journey started, like, actual climbing <laughs> started in Tri-Cities when I moved here um, in 2020. Um, Tri-Cities, Washington. Tri-Cities, Washington. Yeah, I moved here and I, uh, I had a harness, but I never could get all of the things together to go out. Um, like, you know, you need, you need gear, you need somebody that you trust or people that you trust and then you know the time and ability to get out and I just didn't I always wanted to but I didn't really have that until I moved to Tri-Cities and I met Steve um, and it's been pretty special it's also been really hard and also just really uh, a great experience in helping you know helping me what makes you guys tick so when you say tick do you mean like get up in the morning like what makes me get up in the morning yeah like what uh what what stokes your uh your burn what you know what makes Um, you get up and get going i think i mean that's kind of like changed over time like before i met summer i was kind of like your stereotypical single climber it's just like I don't really have anything to do with my life right now, and so I'm just gonna like commit all my weekends to climbing or or like snowboarding or skiing, depending on the season. Yeah, but then like these days I don't have that urgency anymore. I think so. Like it's, it's a lot more laid back. I think I don't know. It's like just enjoying every moment or every day that I can, I guess, and. Ideally, not going to work, but you know, five out of the seven days is a work day, mm-hmm. so that's always disappointing. For me, I think it's changed quite a bit. Um, like right now, I'd say um, something that makes me take definitely like a lot. It's nature, you know, and being able to see and connect with different parts of nature. Like, I feel the most myself and the most safe and comfortable when I have the ability to, you know, appreciate, like, the sounds of birds or the, uh, you know, the air, colors, flowers, you know. She gets mad when we're hiking, and I walk too fast. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't get to enjoy. <laughs> like well, a typical climbing, climbing, climbing approach or climbing descent. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> yes. Um, how about when we did a backpacking trip last year? <laughs> and I, so I've grown up, or not grown up, but just like I've had the teachings of you know you do the red light, yellow light, green light like as you're on the trail and then if you see something pretty it's purple light like oh. purple light look mm. something nice that's um, cool 
I never, I never thought of that. Yeah. Um, and we went backpacking and we like hiked 18 miles. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we didn't see anything beautiful. <laughs> no purple lights. And then we hiked 20 miles <laughs> the next day. <laughs> so that's my, that's my take. I Wait, think. is this the goat rocks? One? This is the goat rocks one. Oh. No, we saw lots of beautiful stuff. We just didn't stop for We it. were just going very quickly <laughs> by it. <laughs> anyway. Tell us about your personal best, your proudest send or attempt, your most memorable success or failure. I'd say <clears throat> at City of Rocks this past, uh, what was it, August, I sent a, a really uh, exciting climb for myself. It was an 11A and I led it and it felt nice. really, really good. Right on. On site. Nice. Well, yeah. Alongside of it. Yep. Well and that done, was Summer. The first, and it was also like just I guess it was my style of climbing and it, yeah, it felt really good. Um So you're a twelve eight climber. <laughs> I was just talking to Steve. I think that would be a cool goal. <laughs> goal. Yes. You could red <laughs> point at twelve A. If you on site in eleven A, you can red point at twelve A. <sighs> yeah. Well, you should show me how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> down to try that's a that's a hard route it's because i i like was pooping my pants on it and <laughs> summer <laughs> tied in afterwards and just like i was like okay you got this summer and she just like walked past the crux and i'm like no don't make it look so easy <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i love it how about you steve uh, my, my climbing prime is a little behind me, which, which is, uh, <laughs> sad to say, <laughs> as a, as an old fart of, uh, 27 years old. So you're 28. Oh, I'm 28. <laughs> <laughs> you're 28. That's how old I am, I can't remember how old I am. <laughs> like, yeah, great, great hairs any day now. <laughs> Uh, no, a, a few years ago, like back back when I didn't have much to do but climb. Um, also back before I started grad school, um, and like climbed a lot more and went to the gym a lot more. I did, I took a climbing trip to Red Rocks with my buddy Jeremy, and uh, yeah, I when I went there, I was like in the mindset of I'm just going to climb a lot of 510s and like, you know, try some 511s and uh, Jeremy, we, we ended up deciding we were going to project something really hard for each of us um, that trip because we had a series of unfortunate weather events. First, first snow in Vegas in like 20 years or something and we caught like the one day it happened uh -huh. and then we like went to Joshua Tree and then it snowed in Joshua Tree. And then we went back to Vegas and then it rained. But um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, so like I projected an 11, 11D there for like five or six days. Um, and I, I got the send like on the last day nice. that we could have gotten it. But so good. It was like I was having nightmares of like when I get stressed, I have these nightmares of school. 
and like oh, you know like yeah like oh my god I haven't been going to this class all year and the finals tomorrow is it one of those where you show up and you when you you're at school you're you discover you're just wearing your underwear yes yeah I used to have those I don't know maybe it's the four year in me but like that stuff like that doesn't bother me as much it's it's like me showing up and being like i didn't do my homework unprepared oh god i'm yeah. really am asian <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah um yeah and so like, you're good if you studied and prepared you're good if you're naked like, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you know like <laughs> they can't they can't expel you if you get a's right <laughs> Uh, I love it. Oh, but the worst part was, like, or not the worst part, like, that climb was actually the warm-up of the crag itself. Because the crag is, like, the secret 13 crag. And so, like, all the routes are, like, 513 plus, right? Oh, but that's the warm-up. That, that was the warm-up of the crag. Your project was the <laughs> My warm-up. My project, it, it was, like, so low-key at the crag that it wasn't even named in the guidebook. No. Awesome. <laughs> it was unnamed 511B. <laughs> That's my, that's my proudest thing. Un, unnamed 511 <laughs> No name. Okay. Uh, tell us about a struggle that you have had and how you overcame it. Struggle. Uh, well... Like I said, I was in grad school for three years. Um, well, yeah, I was I'm, I'm, I was working full time, and then I was in grad school for three years, um, doing a master's in nuclear engineering, and that yeah, it was a struggle, but like there wasn't really anything to it. It just kind of had to buckle down and grind it out and it really sucked but luckily like I got my hardest coursework out of the way in like the first three semesters and the rest of it was just kind of putting in the time to sleep through lectures on zoom and stuff um also really lucky that I, it was an online masters so um at first I was like one of two or three remote students and then luckily COVID happened <laughs> and so like everyone became distance learning and all of a sudden like the professors were a lot more understanding to the issues of remote students. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I would, would not do it again, but uh, got a nice pay bump out of it at my job. So that's, yeah. Tell us about a struggle you've had and how you overcame it, or maybe how you've kept it at bay. Okay. So, um, something that I have had have been dealing with and have dealt with for the last couple years. Um, it started with my brother. He um, he was hit by a car. Um, and uh, he had a severe, severe brain injury where they had to take his skull cap off and let it kind of uh, swell out. And then 
let me put it back on. Um, and um, something that I have been working through is just a lot of the the things from that. Um, so he he survived, which mm. is really amazing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but things are different for him. He's doing his like very best. So I'm so proud of him. But also, like, he's had to say goodbye to his old self because everything's different. And then I've had to say goodbye to him. And uh, that's been, you know, a struggle I've been dealing with the past couple years. <laughs> and um, when I look at it and I can reflect a little bit, um, I've been in a sort of like grief and recovery <laughs> where yeah. I've been very broken for a long time. Um, or I've felt broken for a long time. Um, yeah, and so, you know, having like a couple other accidents where I've lost a friend in a car accident, I get uh, pretty, pretty down sometimes. I think with my job, dealing with death and accidents and stuff all the time, I'm constantly, um, constantly stressed and hurting, you know? And so something that I've been trying to do is change my, um, change my attitude by changing my environment a bit. So I'm kind of like choosing the areas where I, where I can, you know, where I have strengths and I can deal with uh, people's pain. And then also just building my boundaries and uh, trying to, you know, make sure that I have a I have a life, you know, I'm not just surviving, but I'm, you know, building. Mm -hmm, um, and so that's, I think the thing that I have found to overcome it, or I don't think I'm ever going to overcome any of this stuff, but it's kind of a, the way I can let it inform the way I conduct myself. Um, I, I want it to be, you know, I want to be let it broaden my empathy and compassion and not crush me, you know? Yeah. And I think that's something that's really been wonderful lately is it's not crushing me. It's like, okay, I can do some really cool things with my skill sets and my experiences, but I also can, uh, I can, you know, make a safe spot and I can you know I can rock climb <laughs> I can um, spend time with my cats <laughs> those are like uh -huh. and I can spend time with Steve and those are the things that really make my life happy um, you know worth it <laughs> mm, for a long time it's yeah yeah in gardening 
I'm gardening. Oh my goodness. You grow good tomatoes. Right? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> you know, I, tomato growing this season got really stressful for me, so I just left it, and Steve Steve took that up. <laughs> I was trying to tell him on the way over. I was like, I was <coughs> really appreciated our team this year. <laughs> That's good. Uh, you know, I planted and yeah. got the dirt and everything ready, and Steve really took on the harvesting and maintenance. And it, yeah, it was good. I just wanted to eat tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. It's good team teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork's the dream work. Yeah. So I'm a scientist at Pacific Northwest National Lab. Uh, I guess I need to say that anything I say here reflects only my own personal views and are not a reflection on Battelle's <laughs> official stance. Uh, no, I'm legally required to say that on, on me. I'm legally required oh, to believe yeah. you. <laughs> and I'm your mandatory reporter. And Dean's a mandatory reporter. I'm a mandatory reporter. You probably are a mandatory oh reporter. Gosh, yes These I two am. are not. <laughs> what about you, Summer? What do you do? Um, I do speech and language therapy. So... Uh, and swallowing so swallowing therapy yeah swallowing therapy so it can be a lot of different things but uh yeah it's a really um yeah yeah really good <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's yeah. a hard job oh man. it's a hard job but it's also um cool things oh like, man so good. valuable things like yeah. Tell us about your spiritual life. You may or may not have a spiritual life, but tell us our spiritual life or lack thereof. Yeah, tell us about your spiritual <laughs> life or lack thereof. Uh, do you want me to answer? I could start and you okay. could add. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I think Steve and I might be in different spots in our spiritual life. I, I'd say <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, I, I used to be... I, I, I was an edgy teen, as most teens are, and I was like, oh, I'm atheist for sure, 100%. God doesn't exist. Uh, but I don't, these days I'm more agnostic than anything else. Then, like, yeah, I don't, like, actively think about the spiritual part of my life too much, I guess. I'd say, I'd say I'm agnostic. I, like... <clears throat> I feel like there there might be an existence of something greater than us, but like I've always thought that if if it if there is, like it would be extremely presumptuous and like you know, kind of the the ultimate human hubris to think that like God or whatever you want to call it like can be described in in human terms or that it he it she whatever cares about us kind, kind of like the whole like uh what what um you know we we're we're probably to god what ants are to us right yeah like we're we're probably just there and like I, I can't imagine 
personally, at least, that, like, um, we would hold much significance, or that we do hold much significance in the universe. Like, I, I think that we, we hold significance in the universe among ourselves, and, like, that in itself is enough to not just be completely nihilistic, I guess. But, like, that that's kind of why I shy away from, you know, beliefs in higher powers. Because if there is one, you know, it might not even be sentient in the way that we know sentience, right? Like, you know, if you prescribe to the, the idea of Gaia or something, right? Like, Gaia doesn't really have, or, like, it just is. It doesn't really, like think in one way or another it just it's just there um and so like if if i if i were to say that i believed in anything in particular it'd probably be closest to that but also like if it doesn't really affect me because it's like that then there's not much purpose to think about it i guess and so i don't really yeah yeah how about you summer um Thank you, Steve. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think I say I'm different than you, Steve, because I think about it in a different way, um, which isn't to invalidate the way you think about it. Um, for me, I think I'm full of spirit. I'm very creative. I love like this feeling I get when I create things, like paint or garden or you know just like watch things change um and also like when things are very intense or very thin uh, thin meaning like I think for me it comes when there's like a death that I'm dealing with in front of me um or just severe pain um I think that that's kind of the thing I, you know, <laughs> that's sometimes that's the only thing I have. Um, I do feel like I can't find it in the, it's not something I am comfortable in the human form. <laughs> It's not something I'd talk to about, like, <clears throat> with anybody unless they asked. <laughs> yeah. It's something Steve and I have talked about, and I think we think about it differently, but I also think that we have our own, you know, ways of, you know... Processing. Processing, yeah. Yeah. It's like a hope, but it's also, you know, I don't think... It, it's hope, and it's, you know the only thing I have, <laughs> you know, when everything is gone, but also, like, I struggle to see it outside of my own thoughts, if that makes sense, I think. Yeah. yeah. Summer's also been through a lot more stuff than I have, though, mm -hmm. like, and so, like, I don't know, may, maybe if I, did, if I experience more stuff, uh, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm looking forward to witnessing tragedy or anything, but, like, yeah, it definitely shapes 
the way you see things. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I have a very, like, jaded, like, over-rational way of looking at things. Scientific. Yeah. Yeah, scientific. (laughs) Uh, the soul and the scientific method, you know? And some, <laughs> summer gets grumpy at me about it sometimes. <laughs> but I'm encouraged. Yeah, That's your job. Your, I'm encouraged by your, both of you acknowledging that you have, like, accepting each other's differing views. And, yeah, it's encouraging. And yeah. I also wouldn't say you're less experienced with grief. I think you have a, you've had lots of griefs, and you deal with them in your way, and I love the way you deal with them. I'm really grateful for your uh, honest, and, and it's not maybe not courageousness because we're friends, but your courageousness to step toward uh, two people who want to Dean uh, every day will identify as Christian. I'll on a good day identify as Christian. Most of the time, though, anymore, I'll just say, "Ask my friends what I am," and they'll do tell we you. identify? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, they'll tell you what I am, and I'll trust them to whatever. Because, but uh, to courageously step toward that and just be yourselves. I love that. That's just like so wonderful. Yeah, I appreciate your yeah. authenticity. Yeah. What gets you stoked? Um, have you ever heard of a bottle of stoke? You go... No. <laughs> I'm oh, I thought she was Air motioning. There's like... You a can beer? Like have a pretend can of stoke. Instead oh. of beer, it's stoke. <laughs> nice. And this is actually a thing. So like when I heard this question, I was like, okay. you just need to get your stoke bottle that's in there. I like it and drink it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's just a pretend bottle can. But it gets you going. Stoke and (laughs) something that gets me going. Yeah. Uh, Right on. Nothing um, wrong with that. (laughs) Cats. 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 How about you, Steve? Cats. (laughs) (laughs) We're very stoked about cats. we have like five. I've seen pictures of Steve's, of Steve's cats, of Steve's cats, and I'm always like amazed at the uh, uh, at the postings. Yeah, some are amazed. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> we uh, some of them are outdoor. So. Uh, they're so good. They're so good. I think. What else gets you stoked? No, I, I honestly, I think usually, like, by the time I've started the approach, I've already started thinking about dinner, and like, like, it, like, can we stop at KFC on the way back or something? So you're on the approach to a climb. Yeah, yeah, like you're at, not even at, in the climb. You're already thinking about the descent. Yeah, and at dinner. eight a.m. <laughs> oh, like, what are we gonna eat on the way back, dude? Uh-huh. Usually, you wait until you're like three pitches in or whatever, four hours in. Yeah. No, man, the approach is the hardest part. Yeah. That's when you need motivation. Well, you just did the North Ridge of Stewart. Oh. Didn't you? No, no, that was like two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. No. We're I thinking of that. doing West Ridge next year. But 
Westridge? You guys? I want to do it. You want to do it? Yeah. Yeah. We should yeah, do it as a force. We should do it as a force and then down climate and down climate. I don't really want to down climate. I would rather down climate. I'm not. If I never do Cascadian ever again, I'm okay. I want the challenge of down climbing, but I also don't want to do Crapscadian. 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 <laughs> <laughs> advice would you give your younger self? And the, the other question is, if you had a do-over, what would it be? climbing when you're in middle school <laughs> or elementary school. I don't know, it was hard because I, I was a fat kid and like, I, I was not. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, like, How fat were you? I, was, I, I had, um, I guess you couldn't call them moobs because I wasn't really a full, I wasn't a full grown man yet. They, they were like tubes, child boobs. <laughs> Little Steve was very cute. Tubes. That's good. Yeah, no, I, I was really I want to see pictures. I want to see pictures of Little Steve. Uh, I'll show you the one later. And his tubes, so that's, that's awkward. Uh, no, there's a photo of me like walking up this sand hill, and so like the picture is like from above. And like, I'm like a circle. Aww. Or, so I, no, I'm a, I'm a pear, except the, like, the pear wasn't like in my hips, the pear was my stomach. Aww, so cute. Um, and to the listener, Steve is, the reason we're laughing so hard is I've always known Steve as like this skinny, lanky. Well, that's the thing. Like, like far from chubby person. When, when I was, so yeah. I, I was like chubby all the way through. Um, to the end of middle school, and then, uh, and then I moved to China for high school. But my my growth spurt happened that December, that like right before I moved to China. So none of no one in Singapore, when I was in middle school, uh-huh. knew me as a tall kid, and no one in China knew me as a fat <laughs> kid. Nice and yeah, it was like really weird, and yeah, like that. I'm probably is like carries self-esteem problems from that stuff. Oh yeah, man. Um, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Though. No, but like, I, I guess like, I wouldn't really do anything different because I'm pretty happy with where I am right now, um, and you know like, everything's kind of just led up to here. Sure, it'd be nice to have started doing sports and stuff earlier but at the same time like the reason I didn't do much sports was because I was super into video gaming and like uh, I still enjoy video gaming and it did help a lot with a lot of other skills in life that you know I wouldn't want to be lacking in right now like I didn't type super fast Uh because when you're playing video games as a kid uh, you need to be able to trash talk yeah. your opponent yeah. and get your hand back on the mouse and so I, I was like typing 120 or 140 words per minute when uh-huh. I was in 6th grade uh-huh. and yeah I wouldn't be able to do that if I climbed in middle school probably I don't know, hard to say right I love that, uh, oh, that's awesome yeah, but like I don't know, I, 
one thing I probably could have done with was being less of a little edgelord. I was like... I disagree. I oh think God, I as so Lord Steve... Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, pretty funny. Like I, like I said, I was like, God doesn't exist. Oh. Religious people are all stupid. Uh-huh. And now I think back and I'm like, oh my God, I've said so many cringy things. But I guess that kind of applies to everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. Everyone looks back and thinks of those shameful words they've said. That yeah. can't take back. Yeah. And it keeps them up at 2 a.m. Yeah. Yes. I, I think I'm thinking of like the Edgelord days where you were like, like slightly insecure, but also pretty sweet. Because I can't imagine Steve ever being like, you ever being like, not like, oh, kitty cat. <laughs> like, Edgelord just needed a kitty cat. Yeah, That's no, I, I, I honestly. You know what? I blame my dad because he doesn't he he didn't like little fuzzy things um, when I was a kid, and so we never had a dog or a cat or anything. <coughs> if I had a cat when I was a child, I probably wouldn't be so emotionally stunted. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> yes, you didn't have anything fuzzy to touch. And yeah, my yeah, my neighbor fuzzy. my neighbor had this cute little black cat when I was in middle school, and like. I would basically, you know, we lived in an apartment building, so I'd wait outside their apartment door in the off chance that mm -hmm. their cat would get stuck outside the apartment. Because it would happen, like, every now and then, and then I'd, I'd like... Well, Save it. No, I, I'd quote-unquote play with the cat, but really I was just chasing it around. Um, <laughs> yeah, and eventually the, the cat, I think, disappeared, or I don't know what happened to it, it just stopped showing up, and... Yeah, that, that was my first <laughs> kitty cat experience. Review oh. you, and you were probably thinking, there's this part of what I really want to, above my story, that I really, really want to tell, or maybe don't really want to tell, but I really ought to say. Uh, what is that part that we really ought to and really need to hear from you that you want to share? Probably like self-esteem issues in climbing because like I think like when you look at your own climbing you get to see all the times you fall off of stuff or like the holds that you can't hold on to and like I, I, I think of myself as a pretty mediocre climber um, and I know that a lot of my friends would be like no Steve that's not true um, and like Summer probably gets upset when I say things like that too but like I feel like I, I, I do hang out with maybe, maybe it's because I hang out with a lot of people who are a lot stronger than me but like there's this weird balance of like constantly frustrated with your own ability and like not to some people you might be than not like that they, they it's not stronger than they could ever hope to be but like you know I the, I, I probably climb one v4 at the gym or something right uh -huh. um, and <clears throat> that's the low end of the people or of the ability of people I normally climb with but then at the same time that's also like the high end of a lot of other people yeah. right? who, who, who climb at the gym 
and it's just I don't really hang out with those people much. Um, and so the net result is I'm just constantly frustrated with myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, why do you suck so much? I understand that. Frustrated Steve. Yeah. I relate with that. Yeah, and so like, so then when you're like, oh, I want to interview you, I'm like, oh, here's my way, here's my claim to fame without being a crusher. <laughs> right? Well, you know the crushers. I know, yeah, I know them. I, I know them by name, so I don't yeah. have to cl climb as hard as them. Steve, what brings you down? Probably on a more like existential dread scale kind of thing, it's like climate change and just the idea that we live in a world with finite resources and stuff. You know, there's the argument that um, every generation has done better in general than the previous generation and that humanity is on an upwards trend, right? Which, yeah, it might be true on a technological scale, but at the same time, there's also signs, I guess, or concerns of climate crises and the Earth becoming less and less habitable. Summer and I have talked about children and stuff, you know, whether we want them or not, and for me, like, one of the biggest concerns is, like, you know, if we have children, would they, would they be brought into a world that they could be happy in, right? Um, and there's, like, so many components to that. There, there's, like, the, the, you know, are they being brought into a society that we think they'd be happy in? I guess there's just so much uncertainty in that, and it's just really easy to be pessimistic about humanity's outlook, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I guess, like, the, the only real way to cope with that is to just not really think about it too much, because mm -hmm. you get really bummed when you do, and you, like, yeah, yeah you, you, like, look at the news, and you're like, oh god, the oceans are full of microplastics air pollution, water pollution, every sort of pollution that you can think of is getting worse in general, with the exception of the ozone layer. That, that's like, okay, we're doing okay there, it's getting better. But, yeah, so that's what bums me out. But you, Summer? I think uh, disconnection and communication, conversation breakdown on like a human-to-human -human level, like, is a bummer, but... If I think too hard about not being able to connect with people in different lives, like that bums me out. Also, falling on a climb uh -huh. bums me out, especially like a scary fall. Like, I those agree are with really that. rough. Yeah, I'm not a fan of yeah. falling on stuff. Ugh. What do you think about the statement, climb hard, love harder? Well, the first time I saw it was on Steve's shirt. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's like, uh, evolved. <laughs> That's the thought I felt. Woke. Yes. The word you're looking for is woke. Super He's woke. woke. He's woke. He's super woke. With a PD at the end, woke. -ed. woke -ed. He is woke. -ed. Um, yeah. 
No, I, I think that that's something, like, you're doing stuff together, it's really fun. And then climbing is great, but the connections you make, those are the, you know. For me, like, just means that there's more to life than climbing. <laughs> like, I, I know a lot of people who climbing is their identity. You know, I, I'd say it's like a pretty strong part of mine. Uh, I, I, there, there have been times in my life where it's been like, oh my god, I don't have plans this weekend. I'm a useless pile of crap, and I, I don't deserve, I don't deserve to eat anything or like. You shouldn't. Yes, yeah. you shouldn't eat anything because <laughs> I'm so fat. Because you're. <laughs> you said it. I didn't say that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but then just like, you know, there's more stuff to life than climbing, and it might not be as exciting as climbing. Um, I, what one of the, one of the uh, continuing conflicts that Summer and I have are that is that like you know we we went to we went to Sardinia um, a while back. And someone was like, oh, let's go see if there's like any museums and stuff. And I would just <laughs> pout. I, I would pout so hard that she'd be like, fine, we're not going. <laughs> fine, we'll go climbing. <laughs> Maybe no. everyone else, I'd say there's like a list of things I'd rather be doing. And climbing's probably like, well, second. Eating is probably the first on that list. Um, it makes me a little sad when like people kind of go all in on climbing, I guess. And then there's like this weird glorification about it too, like glorification about using climbing as a po uh, as a coping mechanism, like you know, simultaneously acknowledging that it's unhealthy, but also being like. Haha, I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> exactly. And everyone copes differently, I guess, so I shouldn't judge on how they decide to do it. But I think it's the, the glorification of it that I just find a bit odd. What or what's your home crag? Why is it so good? And why should someone crash your crag? <laughs> yes! This is a great question. So, our home crag is Wallula Gap in Washington. Wallula. Yeah, that is the first place Steve and I went climbing ever together. Our second date. And um, it's a really great spot to take dinner and watch the sunset. <laughs> we started dating, I said I'd make him some dinner. And I had no idea Steve was like a food critic. So I'm, I was also like in school and I was um, scrambling to like get out in time. And so I just like took some raw tofu and some bread and some like whole carrots. <laughs> and guy. so like, here we are up there. Steve brought like really fancy beer. And um, this is the second day. This uh, is the second day. Of course, day. I brought yeah. fancy beer. And I brought like this like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put on top of the cliff. Yeah. Um, I, I, so yeah, the dinner was pretty bad, and uh, we ended up going out to food after. So where'd you go? Uh, family Garden, oh, Chinese yeah. food. Yeah. Also, like, 
from my point of view, I was like at work and it was like 4 p.m. and I was really hungry. Oh, yeah. And I was also looking for an excuse to text her, right? Yeah. So I was like, so what are we doing for dinner? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm making some banh mi. And I was like, oh, sweet. I got really psyched. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to have banh mi for dinner. I'm going to go climbing with a cute girl. And then, like, I, I show up at her house to pick her up. And she's, like, throwing stuff together. I'm like, okay, okay. I don't see any banh mi in the bags. But, you know, I'm sure it's just wrapped up in there somewhere. And then we, like, hike up. And I'm, I'm like, hey, let's eat first. I'm pretty hungry. And she pulls out a loaf of bread. Oh, and no. Raw yeah, and, raw, <laughs> and raw tofu. And raw tofu. It was heated. It was warm. It was warm. It was like the lukewarm. Whole block. Lukewarm. Yeah, no, it was like, like, she, like she took the tofu and sliced oh, it. Okay. Like, like That sounds horrible. And you're still together. <laughs> That's really bad. Steve's a, a foodie and you're still together. I know. Wait. Right? Yeah. Awesome about Wallula. Why should people crash? Yeah, why should people crash the crag? Yeah, the, the more people there, the less loose holds there will be. <laughs> so there'll be no crag. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, if you okay. remove all the loose holds, there'll be no crag. <laughs> if, we, if we get enough traffic, then the base of the cliff will be eroded enough that it'll go from 50 feet high to 52 feet high. <laughs> no, that's generous, isn't it? It's probably like 30. It's probably 30. It's probably 30. Uh, so 30 so we, can, we can we can have a 10% increase in climbing height <laughs> if we get real. enough traffic. Okay, what is your uh, what's your favorite after climbing beverage? Ooh. Or your favorite snack. Yeah, what, I think the times I've been most happy have been like having like a loaf of jalapeno cheddar bread stuffed in my bag that like everyone's making fun of you the whole way the whole hike in and like you know this was in the enchantments and so like everyone's making fun of you and then everyone starts getting hungry and you just whip it out and you just start eating it and everyone else is just eating their crappy cliff bars and whatever yeah and you're just like suckers <laughs> you're the devil and then you realize that like an entire loaf of jalapeno cheddar is way too big in your gut yeah oh. so like you start trying to get people to help you with it and you know that Rightfully so, they're all too proud to take it, and uh -huh. so you you kind of just have to choke the rest of it down. <laughs> but you do anyway. Yeah, but you yeah. do it anyway. That's good. I'd say like a lukewarm IPA. Oh. Ooh, a lukewarm <laughs> IPA. <laughs> Sounds good. Summer's fun. We need to go climbing more with her. Mm -hmm. She sounds like somebody like our kind of climber. Yep. Is uh, what is family? What is family to you? Mm. I haven't talked to my mom, and well, I haven't I haven't like talked to her on the phone or anything in like a month and a half. Uh, I prefer the family you choose for the most part. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm like, pretty close to my brother, but, like, um, I have a lot of disagreements with my parents. Yeah. Um, and, like, they say a lot of things that frustrate me a lot, and I'm sure I do the same to them. East Asian cultures have like a very conflict avoidant um, approach to family and so the net result is like I just kind of avoid talking to my parents because every time I talk to them I get mad. Um, yeah, but like I, I have a very close network of friends here that you know, like, I'm excited to spend holidays and stuff with them because my, my family's, uh, my parents are in China and my brother's in Wisconsin, right? So I have a pretty good excuse to not hang out with my family all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fa family for me is like the, the friends I have. Yeah. And, and you know, in the Tri-Cities, that's... A, there's a lot of implants who also don't have their family here, so it's like pretty. It, it works out quite well because everyone else kind of is in the same boat, and so just have Thanksgiving with your buds. I think family for me, uh, it's the people I choose. Um, it's, you know, I think my parents are in my family, they're in town. And, like them. <laughs> I think it's kind of a level of connection with like there's some friends that I have that are family and then there's some kind of a tree. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, different levels of closeness, but you know, always there. But yeah. What's your uh, favorite uh, pack animal? And do they know it? Cats. <laughs> Pat cats? Pat cats. One of our cats. Oh, How much weight cat. do they carry? Uh, are they like are they, are they like, like ants and they can carry like ten times or hundred times their body weight, or are they like zero and they crawl? They get in on their back that like just this belly crawl. They stand on your pack. Yeah. They stand on your pack <laughs> waiting to be carried. Yeah, you have to carry them. You're too smart. You are their pack we are favorite their, like, pack so, animal. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen pack cats? Anybody no. seen pack cats? Uh, they're they pack their own cats. I've seen pack we cats have, on leash. We have uh, we have a cat that goes on leash for us. Kind of. Sort of. Kind of. Sort of. He, he's on a leash. He's on a leash. <laughs> he doesn't really like go the way you want him. We to. call him the shitten. You what? We call him the shitten. The yeah. shitten. He's a little yeah, shit. He's a little shit kitten. Oh yeah, a little shit kitten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he'll like pounce on so-so with uh, he'll flying squirrel onto so-so and then just like have all four legs draped over so-so and, and then like, the, they'll walk around no yeah. way no well like so-so will be so like so running cute. toward yeah so-so will be like just walking because he's too dumb to realize so otherwise. cute yeah and like Mimi will just be like on top of him while sliding off I love it oh my gosh so cute that's funny
Thank you, Stephen Summer, for being a part of uh, the Climb Hard, Love Harder podcast. And really appreciate you guys. I can't wait to Thank you, Stephen Summer, uh, <laughs> yes. for being a part of this podcast. Thank, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thank Eric you. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you so much for listening. This is Climbers for Christ. Climb hard, love harder. <laughs> Podcast. And I'm Eric. And this is Dean. Tune in next time. Look at my hair. We just got done ice climbing. My hands are cramping. He's got crampy hands. Tune in next time. Climb hard, love harder. We love you. Bye.